Greetings and welcome to episode 21 of the Transform podcast. It is Thursday, December 23rd, 2021, and uh, we got eight days left in the year, guys. Uh, <laughs> so welcome uh, to the podcast as we start to wrap the year up. I'm your host, Christopher Anastasio, and today we are going to focus, we're going to drill down a bit because we have talked about it before, but we're going to focus on keyword analysis. Okay, so I'm going to, you know, for newbies to that concept, I'm going to talk a little bit about what that is and why it's important here in a second. Um, if you were tuned in earlier in the week, we covered back on Tuesday the 21st, we covered making the most of Instagram captions. So I encourage you guys to check that out if you're uh, using the Instagram platform. Um, you know, good episode there in terms of helping you formulate IG captions. Uh, so if you missed that, please check it out. But uh, today, like I said, we're going to focus on keyword analysis. Now, basically, when I say keyword analysis, so what are we talking about with keywords? What we're talking about is the, the terms, the wording, the collection of words that gets searched on by an end user. Okay, so when a user goes to Google or into YouTube or whatever and types a collection of words, that collection of words is the keyword or key phrase. Okay, usually just say keywords, but you know, many times keywords means uh, you know, a phrase uh, that's being typed out and employed uh, to, to conduct a search. So, so, that, so that's what it is literally. The importance of it is when you are doing anything with your content, when you are writing a blog post, when you are writing you know, a caption you know, for a social media post, when you are, um, you know, filming and scripting out your YouTube videos and then appending a description to it and putting in meta tags and so forth, you should always be thinking about keywords. Now, the, the keywords that you're, that you're employing, if used properly, are going to help you boost your search engine optimization. So you're going to get more traction out of your posts, out of your material, your content, if you're using keywords that are relevant, germane to the subject matter, they make sense, they're not being overused, and I'll come back to that in a second, they're not being underused, but they're being used naturally and organically throughout your content, and you know it, they, they make sense. You've placed them in a way that makes sense and is woven properly into the overall fabric of the content. If you do that right, you are going to help your content from a search engine optimization perspective. If you violate any of these principles, you could have the opposite effect. You could actually have your content driven down in the rankings and, and uh, adversely affected uh, by trying to game the system too much or, or, or do things that are inappropriate uh, with regard to use of keywords. So ultimately, if you're doing keywords correctly and you are um, using them with an eye towards uh, SEO, search engine optimization, then you are going to likely get more traffic to your content, to your website, to your YouTube channel, whatever. Okay, so that's really, I mean, that's the whole point, guys. That, that's why we're talking about this today. That's why it's something for you to think about. Again, if you're, if you're doing your own marketing and, you know, you have your business and you're also doing the marketing stuff and you're trying to do it as, be, as best as you can, this is one of the things that you need to pay attention to. This is one of the things you need to sort of pick up and learn as a skill 
uh, in doing, you know, in planning out and, and releasing your content and making sure that it has the best chance to be seen. Okay, so that's really, you know, kind of wanted to touch that first, guys, and give you sort of that high level, you know, why do I care about keywords? Why are we even making an episode about that? Okay. Now, I did, I did make a comment before about the overuse of keywords, because you might say to yourself, well, Chris, this is easy. I just pump a lot of keywords into the content and I'm good to go. Well, it's not that simple. Um, in fact, if you overuse your, the keywords or key phrases uh, that you're trying to hit in a very unnatural way, it's called keyword stuffing, and it will be found out, it will be picked up by Google, um, you know, kind of using them as the example because they have the premier search engine. Uh, Google will figure it out and it will and it will adversely impact your your rankings okay and your content or your website or, or whatever the case might be okay so in the old days before the algorithms got more sophisticated it actually was a good tactic to stuff keywords into your content because you would get found because of that the more times you use the keyword the higher up the rankings you would go but again that created useless content that just had tons and tons of keywords just stuffed into it even where it barely made sense, and it just you know it just made the content non-digestible. So we've come a long way since then. Okay, guys. So so that's kind of the top level. Now, personally speaking, when I'm doing keyword planning and analysis, there's a tool that I use. It is definitely not the only tool. In fact, a case could be made it's not the best tool. Okay, so I don't want you guys to say, well, you know, Chris said you have to use this tool. I'm going to talk about the tool I use just to kind of give you the illustration of when I'm using it, what my thought process is, and what my what my my uh, logical flow is to employing that tool. But again, you can you can take the same set of methodologies and employ them with other tools, or maybe some of those other tools would actually uh, streamline some of the stuff I'm I'm going to talk about. But but I figure, hey, it's the one I use, it's the one I know. I want to talk to you guys about it, and I think there's going to be a high degree or, or an exact degree of relevance uh, for you when you do your keyword analysis, okay? So the tool that I'm talking about is called Keywords Everywhere, okay? That's Keywords Everywhere. And Keywords Everywhere is essentially, it's a, it's a plug-in, uh, well, at least in my case. When I, when I use Keywords Everywhere, it's as a plug-in to Chrome, to my Chrome browser. So actually, in the upper right of the Chrome browser, there's a couple little icons up there, um, you know, little shortcut type icons, and one of them is a K with a circle around it. That's the keywords everywhere icon. So when I'm in Chrome, I can open up a tab, go to YouTube, for example, you know, do a lot of stuff with planning out YouTube channels and things of that nature. So when we're working in YouTube, we just go up in the upper right, click the K, turn it on, and then as we do searches in YouTube, we start getting results from keywords everywhere, which I'm going to go into that in a second. But I'm going to explain why I said turn it on, quote unquote. The reason you turn it on and off is because while it used to be free, keywords everywhere is now a pay-as-you-go credit system. Now, to be honest with you guys, it's in my opinion, it's pretty cheap. Um, Five hundred thousand credits uh, with one—I believe it's one credit per search. So when you type in one phrase, that's a credit. Um, I may be mistaken about that, maybe more than one at a time, but the bottom line is it's still pretty cheap. So for 500,000 credits, it costs me 50 bucks, and that 500,000 will probably last me between, I would say between six months and 12 months. I mean, minimum six, maybe as long as a year. Okay, so we're talking about basically a tool that costs five to 10 bucks a month to use 
to do better content planning, better organic reach efforts, things of that nature, okay? So, Keywords Everywhere is the tool. Uh, talked about the plugin, talked about the cost and the credits. What does it do? Okay, so what, what it does is, let's say again, let's talk about YouTube just as the example. So say I'm in YouTube, I go up to the search bar, I type in a phrase. When I hit enter and it brings up the results in YouTube, the videos for that keyword, right underneath that search bar, in actually fairly small font, there's some metrics. And those metrics essentially are saying how often that keyword is searched per month, okay? And I think there's a little bar graph in there or something. I mean, it's, it's, it's more than just the single number I, I, I mentioned or the range that I mentioned. Um, uh, and it actually, it is, it is one number that it puts there, uh, not a range. But it says, okay, here's how many searches per month are happening on that keyword. You know, here's a little trend graph uh, in terms of, you know, whether I think it's rising or falling. Um, and then on the side of the, the screen, so in the sort of the right column, you will see other types of metrics and statistics. You know, usage over, over the, the years. I think they have like a 10-year chart that shows you how much that keyword was searched over those 10 years. Um, and, and some other um, metrics on, you know, the health of that keyword or the frequency that it's used, things of that nature. I mean, in my opinion, it's, it's helpful info. I wouldn't say it's critical. The critical number to me is the one that's right underneath that search bar that says how many searches per month. But there's definitely some other uh, interesting data that comes up that, you, that I encourage you to take a look at. It may be informative for you. It may help you as you plan your content. But anyway, so, so when you come up with the list of videos, those are sort of the three areas you would look at. Right under the search bar, upper right kind of summary chart with interesting data. And then below that chart, you have you know, sort of a trend graph on the usage over the years. Now, when you click on a video, okay, so now let's say you pick a video, you click it, you still have keywords everywhere enabled, you actually can see, again, to the right column of that video on YouTube, you can see all the keywords that that, uh, that, that, that publisher used for that video. And not only will it show you the keywords they used, it'll also show you what those search volumes per month are. So it's a very handy way, if let's say you're going into YouTube, and you're saying, hey, what are the top three videos on this topic that I'm doing a YouTube video about? Well, boom, you go in, you turn on keywords everywhere, you search the phrase, you pick the first three videos, for example, or top five, top 10, whatever you wanna look at, go over to the right, and you can see all the keywords that that, uh, that, that uh, publisher, that YouTube channel is utilizing, okay? So it's a great way to kind of do some competitive research and, and try to, uh, to borrow some of the juice from those keywords that that individual is using, okay? So that's kind of the functionality of Keywords Everywhere and what you, what you get out of using Keywords Everywhere. But here, here's, here's the deal. So let's talk about the data for a second. You say, okay, Chris, great. You know, I put in a search term, it comes up with a number. What does the number mean? What number am I looking for? What number is significant? Okay, so that's kind of, that's the rub. Okay, guys, so think of it this way. Um, the, the more popular the term is, and usually by extension, the shorter it is, if it's a single word or two words or maybe at most three words, when you get into keywords that are that big, that broad, that popular, those keywords are going to produce tens, if not hundreds of thousands of searches per month. Okay, they're so broad, they're so common, there are so many people searching on them that you are competing with that entire pool 
of you know other people trying to use that keyword in their content. You're just you're just up against a, a, a Goliath in terms of you know getting any kind of organic reach out of that keyword. Okay. So what you're really looking for, the sweet spot, like, okay, Chris, well, how many is too many or what's the, what's the range? Like, where do I want to be between? Generally speaking, guys, and, and again, it's, it's, this is not pure science. I mean, obviously, there's some art here. This could be a little, this could shift around a little bit. There could be some gray area. But generally speaking, between 150 and 1,500 searches per month is really your sweet spot. Okay, if you start pulling up keywords that have 33,000 searches a month or 211,000 searches a month or even 6,000 searches a month, you have some serious competition for those keywords. So what you really want to find a way to do is how do I, you know, you start to think to yourself, how do I manipulate this keyword, which in many ways means lengthen it, in such a way that I don't lose the meaning. In fact, I may improve the meaning. I may actually be targeting better the longer the phrase becomes because the longer the phrase becomes, the more specific and narrow my topic and audience can become, right? So how do I, how do I manipulate it so that it gets to a length and a, and a composition that gets me into that uh, 150 to 1500 range, okay? So again, like I said, you know, if, you, if you're doing keyword research and you, you know, there's a keyword for seven, that has 1700 searches, I'm not saying don't use it. If it's 100 searches, I'm not saying don't use it. I'm just saying there is a range that is basically the ideal, the ideal, you know, upper, upper, lower limit to, to get a, a pretty good amount of traffic out of organic searches. People that are out there searching for these narrow terms and there's not a lot of competition. There's not a lot of videos that have made, you know, for example, if we're talking YouTube, there's not a lot of videos that have been made directly targeting that keyword. So just to walk you guys through this, give you a little bit of an example of how what we call long tail keywords become the better opportunity for targeting, okay, to create this targeting effect and to get into this range. So let's say I was in the financial services industry and, you know, I, I put in the search term uh, tax preparation. So you just put in tax preparation. And in fact, you know what I'm going to do, guys, just to have some fun with this. I'm actually going to do this real time with you. I'm actually on my laptop and I'm going to YouTube. I just enabled keywords everywhere. So I'm just going to put in, and I'm going to tell you right now what this, what the results are here. So I just typed in tax preparation, right? I got keywords everywhere on And here it is. The volume is 40,500 searches per month. The cost per click is almost $10 for somebody to click on that. Okay. Okay. So, you know, pretty incredible amount of, of searches going on on tax preparation. So if I was, let's say I'm a tax preparer, let's say I'm an accountant, a CPA, and I'm trying to make a YouTube video about my practice and my service. I don't want to use tax preparation as a keyword. It's just way too broad. It's way too big. Nobody's ever going to find my video. I mean, unless I'm sending the videos to people directly, like, hey, check out this video that I made. It'll help you out. That's one way to use your YouTube content. Uh, you know, again, as we continue to use YouTube as the example here. Um, but if you want people to find you, if you want people to go on YouTube and type in something and find your channel, they'll never find it at this, at this number here. Okay. I mean, you know, and I'm not saying never, never, but I mean, like you have to be out there for years and years and produce so much content that you eventually break into those strata. The point is if you're trying to get some fairly shorter term results, you don't want to be in this kind of range for keywords. All right. Now let's, 
let's manipulate the term tax preparation into something that has a better chance of being found. So again, I'm doing this real time, guys. So what if we said instead uh, tax, um, let's say tax preparation 101. Okay. So, okay. So tax preparation, all I did was add 101 to it. So I put in tax preparation 101. That volume is 10 searches a month. So that's no good. That's, there's hardly anybody searching the phrase tax preparation 101. Okay, so let's try, let's, let's look for something, see if we can find something in the middle here. What if we did uh, tax preparation services? Okay, well that brings it down to 27,000. Okay, so it went from 40,000 to 27,000. So if we said tax preparation services, um, let's say in Spokane, Washington, Okay, that has zero searches. So, so the point is, <laughs> so this is the danger of doing this real time. Is obviously you can see that it can be difficult to find exactly what, you know, exactly what is going to hit that range exactly for you. But I think you get the point. The point is you have to modify the phrase. You have to modify the phrase to produce the intended effect, right? You want to target people correctly, but not compete with the crush of competition that's out there, okay? Um, let's see if we just take another stab at it. What if, what if we put in professional tax preparation services? So we'll just modify it a little bit like that. Okay, that comes out to 10 as well. So uh, let's take a look at, I just wanna see, we have um, a video here that I clicked on. Um, let's see. Okay, that wasn't a good example. Um, Okay, so here's a video about choosing the right professional tax preparation software. Okay, so okay, so here we go. So here's a video titled Choosing the Right Professional Tax Prep Software. Okay, and this publisher has used a handful of keywords. They used six keywords. And one of the keywords is side hustle. That, is, that has 165,000 searches a month. So that's not doing this individual any good, more than likely. They have another one, Tax Season, that's 9,900. Another one, Tax Pro, 2,900, still kind of tough. And then they have How to Be a Tax Preparer for 720 searches per month. Okay, so, and then they have a couple others below that that are sort of modifications of the ones above. So you can see how Tax Season or tax, let's go with Tax Pro. Tax Pro, 2,900 searches a month. How to be a tax preparer, 720 a month. And so that right there is what I'm talking about, guys. That, that's the manipulation of the same concept, right? A Tax Pro, you know, you could argue if somebody's searching on Tax Pro, they're, they're either looking for a Tax Pro or they want to be a Tax Pro, right? So then you modify that down into how to be a tax preparer, and boom, now you're in between the range that I said before. Okay, so finally found an example there that I think kind of illustrates the point as, as best I can do right now. So let, let's finish up with this, guys, so we don't um, turn this into too long of an episode. You say, okay, Chris, well, I, I get it. I got to modify the thing. I understand I got to modify it. How can, I, how can I modify it? Like, how are, what are some of the tips and tricks for actually modifying my keyword into a longer tail key phrase? 
And so basically, you know, these are just some suggestions, guys. There's probably millions of ways to slice this, this bread, okay? But here, here are just some examples of how you can modify uh, a keyword into a longer tail keyword. So you can add some qualifiers at the end or at the beginning, like 101, tax preparation 101 instead of tax preparation. You can add words like explained, you know, tax preparation explained or tax preparation basics. Tax preparation facts, okay, things of that nature. In fact, I'm just going to do a couple of these with you guys while I'm, while I'm talking. So if we did tax preparation explained, uh, okay, that didn't get any searches, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's not good. Uh, you know, again, you have to see do these things work. Some of them it's going to work for and some of them it's not. Um, so... Yeah, so, so those are a couple you can you can try there. Um, explain, you know, using the word explained, basics, facts. You can append that as as kind of the the suffix in the whole keyword. Um, you can you can start at the front end. You can say what is blank, you know, uh, what are blank or how to blank. So let's try that one. If we have tax preparation was forty thousand. Uh, how to do tax preparation uh, gets 10 a month. Okay, so again, not high enough, but it, it just shows how it takes a massive keyword over 40,000 searches and drops it down significantly by putting in how to. Okay, so um, let's see if there's a good example I can give you in the financial services area in general. So let's see. Okay, here we go. So, so here's one that finally kind of hits hits the mark. So I just I just put into YouTube Roth conversion. Now, now to anybody who's well versed in finance, a Roth IRA in the United States is a certain type of investment vehicle, uh, and you can take a, a Roth IRA. You can actually take a regular IRA and convert it into a Roth IRA. That's called a Roth conversion. So when I type in Roth conversion, I get 8,100 searches a month. Forget it. You have no chance of breaking into that if you have a brand new YouTube channel. However, I put the words how to do a Roth conversion in there. So I put in that whole prefix of how to do a before Roth conversion, and that dropped me to 260 searches per month. Perfect number, targeted audience, not everybody in the world is searching for it, but if somebody types in how to do a Roth conversion, you better believe they probably want to do a Roth conversion, right? If I just type in Roth conversion only, you know, I might be more likely to be somebody just looking for some information on the topic. Maybe I'm writing a paper about it. Maybe I'm theorizing, whatever. But when I start to type in longer tail key phrases and keywords, like how to do something, I'm probably looking for ways to do it. I'm probably interested in how to execute on that, right? So, so you see how when you create that longer tail keyword, you start to actually bring in the possibility that you're finding real customers, you know, real you know, uh, potential patrons of your business by doing that, okay? So that was actually, I should have led with that example. It was probably the best one so far. Um, so you guys get the point. It's, it's not, I mean, again, there's an endless amount of ways you can modify different phrases. I mean, some will apply for certain keywords and key phrases that you probably can't use for other ones. So not, it's not like every prefix and suffix works every time. So you got to play around with it a little bit. But the bottom line is when you add in qualifiers, I would think of it that way, you know, how can I take this very broader generic term and qualify it so that it's more relevant to the audience I'm intending to target? What would they say? What would, you know, if somebody was, 
considering my services or, or my line of work, for example, maybe they don't know me yet, but they're like, hey, I need an accountant. Hey, I need a financial advisor. What, how would they ask the question? How would they ask me about this topic? And when you start to think of it that way and you get the gears turning a little bit, I think you'll see that you can then start lengthening and building out these keywords and key phrases into uh, much, more, much more viable uh, 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 keywords for your content. Okay, whether it's, you know, whether you're saying it in a YouTube video and putting it in the description, whether you're typing it into your blog post, whatever the case may be. Okay, guys? So again, I just want to pound the table on the, key, on the keywords everywhere. I mean, it's a great tool. I love keywords everywhere. It helps me with this entire process that we talked about. There are other people I've talked to who don't like it, who, who just use the Google results where you just type in to the Google search bar or the YouTube search bar and you actually just look at the, the organic keywords that come up below it. Oh, you can do that too. You can do keyword analysis that way. Uh, for me, it, it's not telling you the metric. It's not telling you how many searches per month. But you could argue that if Google is, is recommending it based on what you typed in, it's probably pretty viable, right? But again, for me, I like the metrics. I like seeing the data. I like to know how many searches are happening per month. So for me, Keywords Everywhere works. I would encourage you guys, if you're really heavy into keyword analysis, that you go out there, look at the tools that are available, look at the costs involved, see if it's worth it, see if it's worth buying something. Of course, to be honest with you guys, if you don't want to do this stuff, if you recognize the importance of it and you don't want to actually have to do it, well, there are companies like ours, Transform, that will do it for you. Okay, that will that will do this kind of keyword analysis, build out these databases of keywords, and really go through and um, you know and 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 make sure your content is 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 um, relevant to these keywords. You know, there's a marriage between the two, a relevance between the two, such that you will get positive organic uh, reach and and feedback from using those keywords. Okay, so anyway, guys, that's you know almost 26 minutes now of, of keywords is probably not the most compelling topic to everybody here, but you know, we love this stuff. We eat this stuff up. Uh, so again, if you guys need help with it, if you have questions about it, uh, reach out to us over on the Facebook page or LinkedIn. Uh, we'd love to, to make contact with you that way. Of course, here on the podcast, you know, we're looking for a like, a share, a subscribe, maybe all three, uh, if you're feeling generous. Um, if this content was at all valuable to you, if it helps orient you, uh, you know, super, super um, appreciate your feedback. So with that, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, if you're in the United States, if you celebrate, you know, uh, with the holiday coming up uh, this weekend, uh, Christmas, uh, you know, if that's relevant to you, hope you have a great weekend with that on Saturday. Uh, we're going to be back on uh, Tuesday, December 28th. We've got two more episodes this year coming out, so don't, don't tune us out yet. we got two more to go. Uh, we got the 28th, uh, Tuesday and Thursday, the 30th. We'll have episodes up here on the page and we'll close out the year at episode 23. And we'll be right back with you in early January, uh, that first week of the third. Uh, again, thanks for listening, guys. Super, super appreciated. Hope everybody's having a great holiday season. Um, again, reach out. Uh, let us know if you have any questions or, uh, or want to engage us on any potential uh, business requirements that you have. Thanks again, guys. Have a great night. And this is Chris Anastasia signing off. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.